One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to a very special St. Patrick's Day episode of We're Not Fucking Historians with me Hazel Hayes. And me. What is it again? Shane Todd. Shane Todd. Yeah, spelled my name wrong once in an exam when I was too old to be spelling my name wrong. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Great story. So this week is St. Patrick's Day week. Happy St. Patrick's Day week, everybody, wherever you are. Yep. And whatever nationality you are. Yep. Because as we all know, we're a very welcoming little country. Now, what happened was, <laughs> a while back we did an episode on St. Patrick, which you're very welcome to go back and listen to now. Just do a wee scroll back. Well, we, we wanted to sort of start the podcast with a bang, get a few big names, big hitters, you, you know yourself. Um, so we blew our load quite quickly with St. Patrick and now what's yeah. happened is it is St. Patrick's Day. So fuck it, we're doing it again. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? This time, because we did more of a biography on him last time, this time we're going to talk about the celebrations themselves, the festival, the feast day, the traditions. The legacy. The legacy. There you go. And all the things that they do all around the world on St. Patrick's Day. So that's what we're going to talk about. This week, we're going to read a few emails from people on their St. Patrick's Day traditions, which are fascinating. Yeah. Can I guess? Mainly boozing. A lot of boozing. Yeah. There's a lot of boozing. A lot of stories related to boozing. I'll not be boozing this Paddy's Day because I'll be working. (laughs) Will you indeed, Shane? Would you like to tell us where you'll be working, Shane, and why? (laughs) This week, when this episode came out, I will be in the United States of America on tour, doing stand-up. <laughs> and you get tickets anywhere, <laughs> anywhere in the world. Just a cheeky plug. What I like Any is shop. That sentence had the three tenses. You had past, present and future. So this week, when the podcast came out, you will be in America. Eventually. Doing your shows. San Francisco, yeah. LA, Boston, Huge. Chicago, Washington, New York. We're going to mention a few of those places as Great. well on this podcast and the way they celebrate St. Patrick's Day. So, Great. what a lovely little tie-in. Just to make up, do you want me to plug your, your book? Yeah, if you could. Do we yeah. do an ad for it? Yeah, fuck it. You, you can clip this if you want. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, one sec. The debut novel by Dublin-born but London-living author, Hazel, what's your middle name? Marie. Hazel Marie Hayes, HMH. It's out of love. She was in love and then she wasn't because her husband died. Sure, that's not what happens. Okay, but, fuck it. but it might that might be your story and you might relate it to this. It's a book, <laughs> it's available on paperback, hardback, softback, bareback. 
What else? It's an e-book. Broke back. Kindle. Is it on Kindle? Yeah. It's on Kindle. Out of love. Let's see what these people have said about it. Amazing. The Times. <laughs> Whoa. New York Times. A lot of times. <laughs> Great. Hazel herself. Out of love. Available everywhere. Now. Wow. What do you think? I think, thank you so much. And I <laughs> yeah. cannot see the producers leaving that in the show. Featured on oh. Richard and Judy's book club. No, Just say it was. No one will fact check it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you, Shane. That's wonderful. Good luck with your American shows. Thank you. Very excited. Jesus, shall we crack on with I will budget? be reading Out of oh Love by Hazel Hayes. <laughs> Imagine you just turned up to the stage and you just opened this little book. Oh, okay. She found herself oh in a big God. city with small dreams. What does that even mean? The first thing that struck me when I started researching St. Patrick's Day was how it's essentially a day off Lent. Now, in order to, to discuss this, you will need to know what Lent is. So I think, I think... Let's ask Shane what you know about Lent. Lent is when people lie. Basically, it's when people go, I'm going off this thing. And then halfway through the month, they go, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to be off this. And it's like, I thought you were off crisps. And they're like, oh, yeah. yeah well, Wolf know. and down a bag of tater. Well, yeah. And then yeah. it becomes a funny thing. It's a thing where people try and have like, uh, uh, like a New Year's resolution, essentially. I'm going to go off something. They deny themselves something. Yeah. And it's usually like to maybe takeaways or crisps. It's mainly crisps. People lot, go off. A lot of crisps. Or like some people will go off smack. Yeah. You know, opiates, whatever it is. If you were able to just give up smack for For lens, the Lord. <laughs> just for a few weeks and then get back on it. I'm giving I'd, up gear for God. I'd be giving up gear for God. <laughs> I'd be really impressed if that were the case. <laughs> I actually don't know a lot about Lent. I hate stuff like that. Oh, it's, it's a re- New Year's resolution. It's a Lent. I'm doing this thing. Grow up. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't, if you love the thing, keep. If keep, you want a bag of crisps, have a bag of crisps. If you like, if, if you like fentolin, keep having it. Don't go off it for Lent. That's not cool. Go off it for other reasons. I just I stay think, on it. I think the six weeks off is just look. Basically, St Patrick's Day though is like a Lenten loophole, if you will created by some very clever Catholics as a way of getting around the restrictions that are imposed during Lent. Now, for the listeners, if you don't know what Lent is, frankly, I'm jealous. I wish I didn't know. I wish I had never had to endure it myself. Alas, I did because I grew up Catholic. What did you used to go off? Fucking crisps, Shane. Yeah. crisps. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why kids were obsessed with going off the crisps. Basically, this is, Lent is a tradition observed mostly by Catholics, also other Christian denominations. Um, and it's it, it's all over the world, right? But it was very, very much a very big thing growing up in Ireland. And I mean, this was only fairly recently. So going back, way back when, it was it was upheld. It really was upheld by people. Another interesting fact about Lent. At the beginning of Lent, the day before Ash Wednesday, when everyone went and got a little bit of ash put on their foreheads, and I'm not entirely sure why, um, you have Shrove Tuesday the day before. Now, because Lent was coming up and people were going to be giving up a lot of fatty foods, meat, alcohol, all the good smack, smack, (laughs) ketamine, all the good stuff, they would basically have a feast day before and use up all the stuff in the house. 
So they go to the pantry, they get the milk, the eggs, the butter, the flour, use it all up. And generally speaking, this would make a nice batter to make pancakes. Hence, Pancake Tuesday is actually Shrove Tuesday. So no one calls it that anymore. And in real life, when we did this, that was yesterday. In real life, when we're recording this, Pancake Tuesday was... Do you know what happened as well? I made pancakes and I didn't know it was Pancake Tuesday. Come on. Like something somewhere deep in my bones. Yes, yeah. The, the wee little Catholic still inside me somewhere was like... I you have a little Catholic inside a you? A tiny little Catholic. Like have you seen Men in Black where a lot of my references come from? <laughs> where the guy, like the, pe- yeah. the open his face and yeah. he's got a wee guy driving yeah, him? mine is a tiny little Catholic girl. Right, that's terrifying. And she just wanted pancakes yesterday. Oh, well, that's terrifying. Like, like she What's her name? Mary. Mary. <laughs> Mary wants pancakes, Hazel. We married the tiny Catholic. Yeah. It's pancake day, yes, it's pancake day, yes, it's pancake day. Well, it's pancake day, it's really pancake day, yes, it's pancake day. Now, the merry men know about Now, what the fuck does all this have to do with St. Patrick's Day, you might ask? Well, good question. St. Patrick's Day falls on March 17th, which yeah. is roughly two weeks into Lent. And so, Catholics have very cleverly claimed this holiday and used it as an excuse to get absolutely trashed without pissing off God. Yeah. Genius. It's a, is is that called a day in lieu or something? What do you call that? Well, the church has said sometimes that maybe if they did take the day off, they could pay it back somewhere else. But how many people do you think are actually doing it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not. So in 1631, the church established a day honouring the patron saint of Ireland. Now, there are some arguments as to who the patron saint of Ireland is. We've had a lot of messages from people who actually think it's St. Bridget. So what we're going to do is a separate episode on St. Bridget another time. Right. So just, just let all you... But it isn't. Just let, Not officially. No, just let, at, not at all? No. Okay. But just to so let you know... So why are we doing an episode we, for those people? Well, she's a good laugh as well. Okay. She's a good laugh as well. That's so we will be doing St. Bridget. Yeah. Just, just, we're just going to keep everybody happy. So 1631, and this is a while after Paddy's been here now. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure why they decided this in this particular year, but the church established a day for St. Patrick and it was celebrated predominantly in Ireland where it was a very, it was a sombre occasion spent mainly in prayer. But <laughs> by the 1700s, the holiday had started to take a decidedly more festive turn. <laughs> and the founders hadn't really intended this. Right. That said, it was actually Irish immigrants, mostly in the US, who made this happen. So back home, we were still being very pious. Because they could they could tell people their own version of it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They just landed somewhere near. They said, oh, we've got this thing called St. Patrick's Day. Oh, what do you do? Oh, uh, God wants you to give us free stout all yeah. day in any of your bars. Yeah. God says that we should get absolutely shit faced. Yeah. Just have the crack. Yeah. Just have the crack for the day and people went, oh, And you have to great. kiss us. You have to kiss us. Yeah, yeah. We're Irish, so you yeah, gotta. Yeah, you gotta kiss us yeah. and give us money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and crack. Dye your river green. Yeah. Where do they do that? Is Boston or Chicago? That's Chicago. Chicago. Fact coming up. Fact coming up on that. So it's the Irish immigrants who did this. They're largely responsible for slowly shifting St. Patrick's Day from a religious observation to a more secular one. Now, Boston obviously had a huge Irish population since that's sort of, you know, where we landed and and were most settled at the time. They held the first parade in 1737. New York followed 25 years later. And since 1962, Chicago has coloured its river green 
that's it. What's weird about it is Green was not associated with St. Patrick, which I think we mentioned in the other episode was he he was more associated with the colour blue. Yeah. Back in his day. But the water already is blue. <laughs> I guess it was just an easier. I don't know why. Someone they, had they green. This up. Someone had green <laughs> river dye and they went, let's just, it's green, yeah. it's all green. The traditional dyeing of the Chicago River dates back to 1962, thanks to the Plumbers Union, the bright green, drawing thousands to the riverfront to kick off the celebrations. It's cold. Let me ask you, how do they do that? Bloke by the name of Mike Butler. Yeah. Right. Always at your service. <laughs> Hold on, I'll just call Mike Butler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he started the tradition in 1962, right, dying the rivers. He passed away in 2018 and apparently kept it a big secret. But his his daughter said he was very, very secretive about the dye. After he'd pick up the powder each year, it was hidden in the garage. When asked about the secret recipe, he'd say, I'll take it to my grave. I mean, Mike, don't do that. Tell someone. Tell someone. so they Trust can... your daughter. What do you think she's going to do with it? <laughs> So yes, yeah, so that's um, what is your dad keep in his garage? A car? Some oil? <laughs> no, no, he no. keeps the powder to dye the river in Chicago. Yep. And because of all of this happening abroad, it became a feast day here as well. I say here as though we're in Dublin, we're not. But sometimes in my head, I think that I am. I think in people's hearts we are. I think in my heart, I'm in Dublin. I'm in. I'm always in Ireland in my heart. So it became a feast day here, and even though the pubs were still closed because it was a holy day. Not only were they not getting pissed, they closed the pubs <laughs> yeah. until the 1970s. So oh, really wow. not that long ago. Right. Didn't stop people celebrating. Obviously, families would enjoy a full Irish breakfast in the morning. They'd have a big Ooh. meal at dinner, both of which included meat, which you're not supposed to have. Here, here's my problem there. Yeah. And it's a wee bit like Christmas, kind of. <laughs> They've got the big Irish, you, you say big Irish breakfast yeah. and a big evening meal. Yeah. You know what would piss me off? In the middle of the day, I go, go oh, guys, what's for lunch? And they would go, well, we had a big breakfast and we're having a big dinner. Mm-hmm. Hey, lunch. Lunch. No. Still important. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want like, oh, we're just going to have a few small things for lunch. No, we're not. We're going to have lunch. You feel so strongly about this whenever so we talk strongly. about Christmas. I hate that. Oh, we had like a late breakfast at Christmas. What time's Christmas dinner? Is it like three? <laughs> no, it's seven. No, it isn't. Okay. Well, Okay. They had a big bacon and sausage sandwiches for lunch. Breakfast in the morning. They had a massive lunch and also a big meal at dinner. Yes, loads of meat. Usually bacon or ham because beef wasn't readily available in Ireland at the time, so it was considered a luxury. Now, bear with me. Corned beef is a big tradition in the US for Patrick's Day. Not at home though. The tradition of corned beef on Paddy's Day came about because the emigrants were trying to emulate the feast back home. So corned beef was the meat that they could easily and more cheaply get their hands on. And so this became the meal of choice for generations for Irish Americans. But it's funny that it's become such a big thing when it actually wasn't back home. It was mostly bacon or ham. Now, back home, people would also have a few bevies. Oh, why? They'd have a few drinks on St. Patrick's Day. Sure, why not? In his honour. That's what he would have wanted. To Patrick, they'd say. The custom has become known as Puttafodrig or Patrick's Pot based on a legend about him <laughs> tricking an innkeeper into pouring bigger glasses of whiskey for his patrons. Love that. It was a very long story. I cut it out. The bottom line was Paddy was like, oi, that's too skimpy a fucking measure Measure of whiskey. 
And then he told the innkeeper something about a demon in his basement. And then the innkeeper gave everyone loads of drink. Yeah. Innkeeper was like, if you shut up, I'll give everyone free drink. Yeah. That's basically what happened. But here's the thing. Meat isn't allowed during Lent, nor is alcohol, nor is fun or happiness of any kind as I can understand it. So on St. Patrick's Day, it was all allowed. Hence, the Lenten loophole was born. Now, a lot of people still observe Lent in some ways. Like, they don't eat meat on a Friday during Lent, for example. However, sometimes St. Patrick's Day falls on a Friday. What are you going to do? In 2017, St. Patrick's Day fell on a Friday and caused a lot of confusion, Shane. They didn't know what to do. Because they're supposed to eat meat for St. Patrick. Mm -hmm. They're not supposed to eat meat for Jesus. So about 80, at least 80 Roman Catholic dioceses across the United States had to put out an announcement before St. Patrick's Day to say there was an exemption that year to the no meat rule. I think what you do is you do like uh, plant-based alternatives and that satisfies everyone. If we just weren't Eating meat to begin with would be absolutely great. No, I don't mean we don't eat meat to begin with. I mean that day, if we're stuck mm. between both camps, <laughs> let's have a, what do you call Cheeky that? Cheeky Beyond Meat Burger. A Beyond Some Meat Burger. Richmond plant-based sausages. They're yeah. delicious, by the way. Are I started they? buying all them. Yeah, they're really good. Do you know what I've realised about burgers is once Careful, because you... I love burgers. But Ca- go ahead. What, careful, because I might offend you because you love burgers? Yeah. Sure. Once you, though, put like a patty of whether it's meat or plant-based or whatever, in between two nice sort of toasted flowery baps. You got your lettuce, your tomato, your onion, your cheese melted on it maybe. You got your sauces, your ketchup, your mayo, your whatever. It really doesn't matter whether that's meat or a plant-based burger anymore because you can't fucking taste it with all the extra shit on it. It's a little bit like chips from the chippy. If you have, like myself, salt and vinegar red sauce on it. Yeah. That can cover not great chips. It absolutely can. And ruin great chips. Yes. Yeah, great chips. Could be a bit dry. Can someone quote can someone make art where they quote me a black and white picture of me and put that quote up? Don't use one from the podcast, just use an image of me that I can supply. Okay. Sorry. Wonderful. So I think we'll take a little break there. We'll come back with some unusual celebrations from around the world. Shane, where do you think the longest St. Patrick's Day celebration is held? Mount Titi, Tenerife. We'll find out after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to We're Not Fucking Historians. Before the break, we asked Shane... 
where the longest St. Patrick's Day celebrations are held. And he said... I said Mount Tidy in Tenerife. You did. Because I just, I like Tenerife, but it's I think it's, it's Tahiti. So is it Mount Tahiti in Tenerife, not Tidy? I, I don't know. It's not there. No, I mean, is that the answer? No. Oh, okay. Um, the answer is actually Montserrat in the Caribbean. I weirdly think, not that I knew that, but I it think I've heard that there. before. Like, it's it in, in there. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah, buried. Yeah, fair enough. So basically in the 17th century, bunch of Irish Catholic dudes went over there. They mingled with the locals, made some mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, they say Patrick's Day is a big deal in Ireland and in the in the US, but I think Montserrat may they top them it. both. They have a they, full, national holiday. It's a national holiday. It's the only other country where it's a national holiday. Well done. And they have a full week. They have like a full week of celebrations. Their chancers, like they're it's like guys, I like it, but at the same time, come on now. Come on now, there's work to be done. They've what are we doing? They've adopted quite a nice little holiday there, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. They've got a whole week. They've got concerts. They wear their shamrocks. They've got all sorts of different music, services, dinners. Next year, they Hazel. No, we can't go this year because I'll actually, on that night, I'll be performing in Los Angeles. I'll take it available on all my social media platform bios. What about next year? We go to Montserrat. Shane, I would love nothing We're more. not fucking historian special. We film the whole thing. That. I don't know what we do with it, but we do it. I would love that. I was in New York one year for Pakistan. Me too. It's really cool, isn't it? But I, also weird. Can I give an opinion? I would love to hear your potentially opinion. Controver- it probably isn't controversial. People need to get over, and we've all been guilty of it, definitely me too, this snobbery towards St. Paddy's Day. I.e., when people on Twitter, Americans always get done for this when they write Paddy's Day, P-A-T-T-Y-S. Like, okay, it's Paddy's and it's not Paddy's, but why the, why the constant correction <laughs> and the like, that's wrong, it's Paddy's Day. It's like... As well, you see people from home go over there and like cringe at like, oh, that's, you know, you're saying Galway, it's actually Galway. See all stuff like that. Drop it. Yeah, we could maybe ease up on that. I've been guilty of that. Me too. Patty's Day, Patty's Day does bother me. Why? I don't know. You're so right. Who gives a fuck? People are celebrating, they're having a nice day. I don't know. Even you see it when, like, say you're in London. Yeah. People be like, why are they celebrating this? Why is there English people out having Guinness? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? It's a nice world together having a See it as a compliment. Yeah. The people have taken this Irish holiday uh, and they're celebrating and they want to join in. That's really beautiful, Shane. I think that's probably the least cynical thing you've ever said. People need to fuck off. And just enjoy their day. Just enjoy, just drink your pint and shut up. Okay, fair. Patrick wouldn't Patrick wouldn't want you running about slagging people off. He wouldn't. Patrick was a nice man. Yeah. And he would have liked you to just be, be nice to people and have a nice day. Be dead on and just say, hey, have a good one, the yeah. people. How was your Patrick's Day in New York? It was cool. I was doing a gig. I saw the parade, which was nice. There was a general good feeling yeah. about the city. They love it. They do it right. They love it. They probably celebrate it more yeah. than we do. Like even Dublin and Belfast, like... You, I do love the parade in Dublin. Yeah. There's a real soft spot for that. They do a big thing in Belfast too, but like they, I feel like they go all out and that's yeah. probably born out of people missing home so they put yeah. way more into it. I did notice when I was over there, it was, diff- it was, it was, there was a lot more like school marching bands. Yeah. We just don't have that many. Like ours is very like, you have all the wee bullock characters and it's all very colourful and floats and like, yeah, like big sort of set pieces. 
But over there, it re- there really was just just marching band after marching it's, band it's quite, after marching band. It's quite like official it's and quite serious. It's almost military, isn't it? Yeah, yeah you've it's got very, like, like regimented. Yeah, the mafia do a wee march. <laughs> uh, the Ku Klux Klan, the Bloods, the Crips, they have a float. They're all out. Yeah, who else? Why are you always Hezbollah. Okay. They're at it. Yeah. You know. Everyone's everyone's out on the day. I liked in New York though. There's a photo of me. Uh, <laughs> being lifted up by a group of sailors that evening after many drinks just nice. out on the street just sort of like leaning oh yeah held class like good, actual good sailors actual sailors class I mean they might have just had costumes. they were out for a stag I don't <laughs> it was a stag dude. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of it there was drink and there's a photo that's, yeah. all, that's all I know nice. so yeah no uh, Montserrat biggest celebration longest celebration in the world fair play to them San Francisco um, I'm going there too Cobb's Comedy Club you are playing there well here's a strange tradition from 1964 to 1988 they had a snake race every year on St. Patrick's Day I mean we're, are we talking live snakes I guess Ooh. if you're from San Fran and you know anything about this or if you ever want it please, please email us yeah hello and not historians.com yeah I would love to hear I want to know more about if that if you grew up with that as a tradition were they live snakes how many snakes yeah where was it held yeah <laughs> how was it measured how did they get them to go in a straight line don't know yeah T- training probably <laughs> like Rocky <laughs> load of snakes chasing chickens Nebraska has the world's largest shamrock painted on the road in the town of O'Neill it's not quite a snake race though is it no is it it's Nebraska? not an unbelievable fact because <laughs> you could just paint a bigger one if you really wanted to like we could buy paint and B&Q right now. Probably could. And just go and do one in, I don't know, Kings Park or something. That'd be seen as a war. That'd probably be seen as a war crime. <laughs> We'd get killed for treason. We probably would be hung. Our heads would be outside the Tower of London by dinner time. <laughs> It'd be good promo for the pod, no? <laughs> Great po- promo for the pod. Yeah, I mean, any, any publicity is good publicity. What else do we have associated with Paddy's Day? So whiskey, obviously. I'm not a whiskey a guy, one. but yeah. Not really a whiskey guy myself, Shane, but people bloody love it. Yeah. They love it and it's become synonymous with the day. Uh, according to the Irish Whiskey Association, more Irish whiskey, upwards of 5 million bottles, is consumed the week of St. Patrick's Day than on any other week in wow. the year. 5 million bottles more? That's not just like... Yeah, not just 5 million. Jesus. Wow. So... We have that legend about St. Patrick and the stingy innkeeper, which is potentially why that's tied to St. Patrick's Day. There's also different stories about why whiskey might be associated. There's a story that when St. Patrick was on his deathbed, he supposedly asked those gathered around him to toast his heavenly journey with a wee drop of whiskey to ease their pain. That's nice. a nice one. I like that's that. Nice. That could be it. It's often thought he brought whiskey to Ireland. However, it's much more likely that someone else brought whiskey to Ireland. Would you like to take a guess at that, Shane? Mm, no. It's your old pals. The Mafia? No. <laughs> 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 the Monks? The Monks! Yeah. There we have it. It may well have been the Monks. So the first reference to whiskey in Ireland was 1170. Shortly after his invasion of Ireland, Henry II noted that the Irish were in the habit of making and drinking Aquavitae, which is Latin for water of life. In Gaelic, it was called Ishkabaha. 
a term that was eventually changed, bastardised, you might say, by the English into whiskey. So it's impossible really for the practice of distillation to have been introduced into Ireland Saint Patrick by St. Patrick because he grew up in Roman Britain during the 5th century and there's no there's no historical evidence whatsoever of uh, There was dis- no soda streams. They didn't have any soda streams at the time. That's exactly a change. We believe. We're fairly certain. Yeah. There were no soda streams at the time. So the more likely explanation is that uh, knowledge of distillation diffused from the Middle East via various routes sometime between the 8th and 12th centuries and monasteries became the repository of that knowledge. So it was actually passed by travelling monks coming from the East. Love that. Good lads. I think that's maybe the first decent thing Besides, you know, keep all the history for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm quite proud of the monks for that one. Yeah. They didn't get killed in that story. No. Fair play. We've got a few emails. Yeah, we have an email from Lowena, which can I just say is a name I've never said before. Lowena. And I hope it's not the last time I say it. a lovely name. Lowena, really nice. Yeah. Uh, Not sure this story is that interesting, but it's one I seem to tell at least one new person every St. Patrick's Day, so why not tell you guys too? We love that. We love it. On St. Patrick's Day 2016, my course mates, in brackets, a Welsh woman and an English woman, and myself, a Cornish woman. Is this a one-liner? Did they walk into a bar? (laughs) (laughs) We had a nightmarish statistics exam. I mean, what what statistics exam is it? No other kind. Whilst at Cardiff University, we came out of the exam at midday miserable and decided to go to the pub for lunch to make ourselves feel better. Sure. My Welsh friend at the time, who, by the way, can I point out on the side note, isn't Welsh now. Um, My Welsh friend, (laughs) now Iranian, was drunkenly moaning about being single and I drunkenly told her to pass me her phone and I'll match her with the love of her life on Tinder right now. After I did a bit of swiping, I happened to get her a match with an Irishman. So I sent him a message saying... Hi, Jodie's wing woman here. We're at the pub and there's a distinct lack of Irish people this St. Patrick's Day. Fancy joining. Guess what, Hazel? He did. No! He turned up and the first thing he did was buy a round of drinks, which instantly won us students over. Now, can I just say at this point, I'm going, like, what age was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's won these students over. He's 57. (laughs) (laughs) He's not, right? But he's an investment banker and he's doing really well for himself. We played Irish Snap, which... Have you heard of? No. I think he's made this up. One friend was kicked out for falling and knocking over a load of drinks. Oh I God. sustained a snap-related injury that left my pinky finger swollen to three times its size for nearly two weeks. And Jodie had an inconsolable breakdown in the chippy after losing her purse. Is that not a Brian Adams? <laughs> 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 no, Bon Jovi. <laughs> I knew you meant Bon Jovi. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh good I think Snap might be that game with the coasters oh you know, you have yeah to snap yeah. it off the table and catch it Jody used to having a good soul of a breakdown <laughs> in the chippy after losing her purse it was a good night somehow this did not scare the Irish boy off and he and my friend got along so well they officially got together a few weeks later Ooh, it then became a tradition every year for us all to go to that same pub to get shit faced and play Aww. Irish Snap on St Patrick's Day wait are they together still did they get married have they got kids here's the last sentence of the email what Sadly they broke up just over three years later So the tradition was short lived But hey it was a good time And I definitely have romanticised there being a Luck of the Irish in the air on St Patrick's Day Now that is a lovely story Luena We love that We appreciate it And send us an email and let us know why they broke up (laughs) With specifics and text (laughs) messages If at all possible Yeah That's lovely We've got another email from Ruth McCormick Let's hope it's A. Shorter And B. Happier 
No, that's a happy deal. It didn't end well. They broke up. I know, but... Yeah. He was 93 and they were students. <laughs> maybe he just died. Maybe they didn't. Maybe he just died of old age. <laughs> After spending all his money on pints for students. Yeah. <laughs> you know something must be shocking if Shane is shocked by it. I just yeah. said that and you looked like... Maybe he died, I mean... What if he was that old? Okay. Email from Ruth McCormick. She says, My dad is Irish and so growing up, my family all celebrated St. Patrick's Day. I'm assuming she doesn't live in Ireland. Because if she does, it's a weird way to start. <laughs> my mum and dad are Irish and we celebrate growing up. <laughs> and we up. live in Ireland. <laughs> yeah. So we yeah. Dad's Irish, so growing up, my family celebrated St. Patrick's Day. We always tried to have a meal that was only green food, <laughs> which is actually quite difficult, with the main event being my dad's homemade green bread, oh. basically just loaded with green food colouring. We, we live in England. There we go. We live in England. And I didn't realise eating green bread wasn't something everyone did for quite a while. Mr. McCormick, nine pints deep, serving up the green bread. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. That's so that's so sad that Ruth thinks her dad put green food there. It was just mouldy. Bread. Just old bread. It was Ruth. just bread. Mr. McCormick. <laughs> Mr. McCormick used to fire a loaf into the coal shed at Christmas time and then he'd go and get it on St. Patrick's morning. <laughs> Growing up, we used to always be ill for the entire month of March. And we always wondered why. Yeah, I love that. Does Jesus, thanks for that, Ruth. <laughs> Having a green oh meal. I think that must happen, though. Like, you must have a lot of people with these weird, specific family traditions. Then growing up thinking this is a thing that people do. Yeah. Highly embarrassing. Yeah. We'd love to hear about it if this, if this happened to you. I just thought they'd be more drink related, honestly. But green bread, I, did, I didn't see it. To just insist on a meal of green food. <laughs> Mr McCormick's so unreasonable. That's not that hard. There's so much food that's naturally green. Like you didn't need to yeah. dye the bread. Yeah. No, just... he did. Well, Okay. Yeah, we love that. If you want to get in touch uh, on any subject covered so far or suggest the subject that we should cover, hello at nothistorians.com. That's the one. This has been our St. Patrick's Day special coming up in a couple of days. Hope you all enjoy a very lovely, happy and safe St. Patrick's Day wherever you are. Have a few scoops. Yeah, and don't worry about being safe. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> if you want to skateboard over a bridge, do it. <laughs> you want to run with a pair of scissors? Run. Fuck it. It's what Patty would have wanted. Get drunk first. Cut the head off a snake. We are on social media. We are on social media. We're at the Hazel Hayes, Shane Todd, Shane Todd Comedy. You can get in touch. You can let us know what you're up to for St. Patrick's Day or what you got up to. Yep. And we'll have a chat about it in an upcoming episode. Yep. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Let us know what you think yep. of the pod. Yep. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies. It's Cheers. Good. Cheers. Have a great St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Happy yep. St. Patrick's Day. Lyle Aforig Honadjeev. Used to play for <laughs> Barcelona. I did used to play for Barcelona. That's it. <laughs> Thanks. And until next time. Remember, we're not fucking historians. We're not fucking historians is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. She found herself oh in a big God. city with small dreams. What does that even mean? Her name was Doris, the main character in Out of Love by Hazel Hayes. Okay. A revelation, the sun. Okay.